Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of The Haunting. I'm your host, Grace Jensen. And I'm your host, Elise Boger. And I am really excited for this episode. Yeah, so if you know us and you've been around here before, which hopefully you have, considering this is episode four, you know Grace and I are massive fangirls. Yes. And that this entire podcast was partially inspired by one of our favorite shows, which we have talked about just about every single episode, Supernatural. Yes, it was. And this story is one of my absolute favorites to tell. And I mean, I tell it all the time. I talk about it all the time. I will tell people, other people that watch Supernatural, you know, did you know that it was inspired by this story? It's where the famous Winchester boys got their name besides, you know, the guns and safes. Right. Uh, So we can go ahead and get into it. Yeah. Yeah. So Sarah Winchester was the heir to the firearms fortune of the same name by marriage yeah and there were no official blueprints drawn up for her house and it has like doorways that open to blank walls ascending staircases that go up several floors where they just end abruptly it also has corners that just come around to dead ends it's a very strange house very strange the winchester mystery house has started to take shape in a lot in san jose california The project began in 1884, and rumors started about the construction and its inhabitants. Yeah, um, today we do call it the Winchester Mystery House, but back then it was just simply the Sarah Winchester House. Exactly. So, Sarah Winchester was married to William Wirt Winchester, heir to the Winchester Repeating Arms Company. She was widowed. Yeah, so Sarah was born around 1840, and she was raised in a world of privilege, she had, uh, she was able to speak four languages. She went to the best schools. She married well, obviously. And eventually she ended up having a daughter who she named Annie. Annie, however, was in her late 20s when tragedy struck and Annie died. And then a decade later, Sarah's husband, William, died. Yeah, when uh, William died, Sarah inherited about $20 million in 1881. And that money in 2019 would have been worth around $500 million. Sarah, after consulting a medium because of her husband's death, husband's death and her newfound fortune, took advice from him to leave her home in New Haven, Connecticut, and move west to California. The specifics of the medium remain between Sarah and her medium. Yeah, but uh, during that, William actually answered her on what she should do with her fortune. Um, He thought that she should build a home for all the fallen victims uh, from the Winchester Rifles, or she could just be haunted by them for the rest of her life. So Sarah purchased what we know now as the Winchester Mystery House in 1884. It was originally a small unfinished house at the time, but that changed fairly quickly. Yeah, so she hired carpenters, and the house eventually expanded into a mansion from the uh, small, unfinished house. Since there was no plan, and there was no architect present, rooms ended up being added on exterior walls, which meant the windows would overlook the rooms. Mm -hmm. Each each staircase looked deformed due to all the staircases having, having different size risers. Yeah, but many of the alterations seemed pretty pointless though which was strange the staircases would go up and they would just meet abrupt ends and hallways and the hallways would turn corners and they would meet dead ends and then the doors which were everywhere would open up to just solid walls 
But Winchester insisted that the home should be built out of redwood. Even though she didn't even like the look of it, she demanded it be covered with stain and fake grain. When the house was completed, over 20,000 gallons of paint had been used to cover up the wood. Yeah, so the actual exterior of the house and some of the interior, it actually includes seven stories, 161 rooms, 47 fireplaces, 10,000 panes of glass, two basements, three elevators, and a funhouse-like interior. That's pretty freaking weird. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> By the century's turn, Sarah Winchester had her ghost house. Uh, gold and silver chandeliers hung from all the ceilings above in the house. The stained glass windows by Tiffany and Company decorated the walls, and some were even designed by Louis Comfort Tiffany himself. One particular window was designed to create a rainbow prism effect on the floor when light flowed through. But the window ended up on an interior wall, so the prism effect never even happened. That sucks. Even more rich was the plumbing and electrical work. The Winchester house had indoor plumbing, which included hot running water and push-button gas lighting. And no, not the kind of gas lighting you're thinking of. I mean, <laughs> literal, I mean literal gas lighting. Available throughout the house. Keep in mind that this was rare at this time. I mean, yeah. I mean, this is like early 1900s. Yeah. Uh, indoor plumbing. <laughs> yeah. Especially being a female in the house. You know, that's... Oh, yeah. You've got to have a fortune. Yeah, but, I mean, it's kind of a shame she wasted all her money on this uh, seemingly useless house. But it's but, pretty neat to read about, so it's not exactly useless anymore. Yeah, and she also had uh, forced air heating uh, throughout the house as well. In 1904, an earthquake hit San Jose, and the Winchester Mystery House suffered an unfortunate amount of damage. The entire house was saved from collapse by floating foundation. Yeah, so if you don't know, floating foundation is a foundation that equals the weight of the surrounding soil. So the top three floors uh, were removed, which left the house with only four floors, which is how you would see it today if you went to visit it. Yes. Sarah Winchester would never confirm that she was building a haunted house throughout its years of construction. However, rumors and stories would circulate around San Jose. Yeah, so contractors who worked on the house reported that she was having seances daily with local mediums in an effort to reach, quote-unquote, good spirits. Apparently, the spirits were consulted to see how to appease the spirits who she was building the house for. The spirits are claimed to be the reason so many irrational additions were added to the house. And even after the construction of the Winchester house was completed, Sarah continued to make an effort to appease the spirits, which were the victims of the Winchester rifles. Sarah would sleep in a different room every night, and only one bathroom out of 13 of them actually worked as to not confuse the ghosts and to prevent them from haunting a spigot. Spigot. She used secret passageways to get from room to room so no spirits could follow her. Yeah, and of all her years of living in the house, San Jose residents would continue to murmur about the strange house and the strange woman living there, so they never even, uh, you know, asked her what her reason would be nope and it was in the years after her death that the stories escalated yeah so sarah winchester she ended up dying in september of 1922 and she left all her belongings to her niece marion who served as sarah's personal secretary later in her life but the house was never mentioned in her will which added to the complex mystery behind it marion 
auctioned off everything in the house after it was deemed worthless by appraisers due to its strange construction and damage by earthquakes. The current owners say it took six weeks to empty the house of all its furniture. A local investor purchased the home for $135,000 after the house was emptied. The Winchester Mystery House opened for public tours just five months after Sarah died. So this is... um. Pretty crazy, actually, considering that the house was only worth $135,000 and there's no telling how many millions of dollars she actually spent building the house. Because of the way money value changes all the time. So yeah, that, that was it, a wild ride. It huh? seemed like she, um, it seemed like she would net, she was never satisfied with the house. It was like she was always constantly building onto it. She was up until she died. Yeah. Um, so that was a wild ride, huh? Yeah, uh, this this script that Grace wrote here was three pages long. And there's still so much history behind this house. But like Elise said, this Google Doc is already three pages long. Yeah, so um, now that we're past the story, you guys can uh, give your opinions on it um, through some links on our websites. Um, before we get into the other stuff, I do want to go ahead and talk about our website again. Um, we do have the official Instagram now, which is super cool. We are at Haunting Pod on Instagram, so you can go ahead and check us out. And we're officially on Spotify as of last yes. night. Yes, that is and so cool. That is so cool. So you can find this podcast on SoundCloud, RSS feed, Spotify, or Podbean. And hopefully eventually um, we'll have confirmation that we can move to youtube as well yeah uh, we're still uh, talking about youtube and deciding things um but um we also have um some links on our website for you guys who can apply to be a guest on the show um which if you want to do that that'd be super awesome and you can submit telonyms for us uh that kind of thing and we'll keep it completely forgive me if i say this word wrong anonymous if you wish That's for right. us to do that yeah, so um, for today's episode, we are going to be talking about the Supernatural episode, Home, which is in season one. I think it's episode nine, I believe. I'd have to check. Um, I will do that right quick. I believe that it is season nine. Not season nine. I mean, season one, episode nine. That's what I meant. Um. Yes, season one, episode nine. Right. Um, so, so the description is Sam is haunted by a vision of a woman trapped in the brother's childhood home and convinced convinces a reluctant dean that they need to go back there. Yeah. So, um, this is a pretty, it's a pretty wild. Good, episode. Yeah, but it's a it's a, it's a it's a good episode. Um. Kind of get to see more about their home hometown. It's it's good. It's not my favorite, but it's good. Yeah, and another thing is uh, these whole visions that uh, Sam was having. I ne- I didn't. I one thing that always um, upsets me about Supernatural is that they didn't go into more detail with that. You know, they just disappeared. Yeah, they just kind of forgot about it. It was just like it's a plot, plot hole. Hmm. Supernatural is full of plot holes. You just, you have to have an imagine, you have to have a wild imagination and just fill them in, like Elise and I here do. 
Yeah, and it's crazy considering they did 15 seasons. Yeah, and they just forgot about the visions. Yeah. And would only mention them occasionally. Yeah, but it is the first time in season, uh, actually the entire series, that you get to see uh, Mary um, after her death. And inside the Winchester home. Yeah, um, which I always thought it was kind of strange that they rebuilt the home anyways, considering that John and Sam and Dean kind of disappeared off the map. Yeah. Um, but it is a really good episode, and it definitely does go hand-in-hand hand with this uh, script that we wrote today. Considering we're writing about the Winchester house, which is where the boys, our, our favorite boys, got their namesake from. Right. So, um, if you guys go watch the episode, it's really great. Um, just about all the episodes of season one are really great. Um, and you can go ahead and you can email us or DM us on social media or even on our telegram and tell us what you think about that episode. And I, I will warn you as a Dean stan, um, I love Dean. I love Missouri, but I do not the like the way she treats Dean in this episode. So, you know, I kind of do because I think it's like, I think it's a really, I think it's a funny like dynamic. Some of them are funny, but some of them are just plain, you know, like... Well, it's because she can read his, like, thoughts. There, you know? there were certain times that it kind of, like, got under my skin, but, you know. Yeah. Our question of the day today is, what is the scariest thing that has ever happened to you? Um. That's a hard one. Is it? Well, do you have your answer ready? Yeah. Um, so, I, as I mentioned in uh, the last episode, I talked about wasted opportunities and basically how nothing really matters. But um, I talked about how I had to find reasoning after my car accident. The car accident was probably the scariest thing that's ever happened to me because, like, literally for months after it happened, um, like, it just kind of stopped recently. But for months, every single time I would, like, try to go to sleep, I could see it. And it was so scary. Um, definitely the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. Which, that's not really, like, a creepy thing. But, of course, that was scary, you know. Uh, what about you? Psycho psychological things can sometimes be scarier than just random creepy stuff happening to you. Yeah. Um, I think... Finding out that I was epileptic scared me a little bit. Um, considering I'm a big night owl, mm -hmm. um, you know, having seizures is not fun for anybody. And, you know, I'd, it's not fond memories. Um, I ended up in the hospital. I had to stay overnight. And now I have a huge fear of overdose. Yeah. Because I'm on so many medicines and then, you know, everybody has to take a Tylenol and ibuprofen every now and then and you know it's it scares me so I think I'll, I'll stick with the uh the fact that I'm epileptic in itself is is scary and knowing that you know I could just drop and have a seizure at any moment yeah for sure so um do we you want did you check and see if we have any tales for this episode I can do that now all righty and you can find our tales at uh, 
Talonum.me slash haunting podcast. Did you just say Talonum? Talonum. I'm so sorry. Talonum. Talonum.com slash haunting podcast. Oh, this is my, I hate to say it. I don't like to have favorites, but uh, this is my favorite. What inspired you guys to start the podcast five minutes ago? Woo! My favorite so far. That's so, awesome. So Elisa and I, you know, we were scaredy cats back when we were little. And, you know, we talked in the, the pilot that um, the kids that we went to daycare with would download like these ghost hunting apps or tell you to go say bloody mary or Candyman in the mirror and mm-hmm. then we it or they would play these horror maps or tell us about creepy pastas all the time which hopefully if we make it far enough we'll have a whole season dedicated to mm-hmm. um but after we watched supernatural we got more into reading about ghosts and thrillers and I think it's it's a very interesting thing to read about. I think I think it really makes you think. And at first I for the longest time I was like, I I don't believe in ghosts. Like there's no way. But now you you how can you be a skeptic with the day we live with the days and times that we live in? Right, yeah, for sure. Um so about you, Elise. Yeah, uh back to what you said. Um I feel like a being uh scared you know having a fear of anything horror and then eventually that fear makes you get into the horror stuff which is Mm -hmm. it's funny enough but uh because you like you feel like a there's some wuss you know yeah there's some horror that i still can't handle like incredibly scary but uh i i got better at it and i'm slowly warming up to it like um i love psycho it is my favorite thriller movie i want to read the book uh bates motel is what got me into like wanting to watch psycho and i did and it was so incredibly good it really makes you think it's more of a psychological thriller which mm-hmm. are more my thing and then you know we have supernatural which like we talk about all the time and then i love my bloody valentine 3d yes. as well the one with jensen ackles I watched it with my mom, though, um, because it's really gory, and so she would cover my eyes every now and then when, like, the really gross parts came up, like, stuff she just knew I couldn't handle. And then after we watched My Bloody Valentine, we watched Scream, and I like Scream. I saw Scream 5 not long ago. Yeah, so there were some parts that she found pretty gory-like. Yeah, so I I ended up just watching the drama parts and asking what happened because it's 2022 and we have a lot more ways to have gore now. Right. Um, So I would watch the drama parts and ask what happened, but it's a a good movie and, you know, the twist at the end is amazing. Oh, yeah, for sure. So... um... Through these, through these experiences, uh, it led us to create this lovely podcast, which is what we've been kind of dedicating our lives to the for the past few uh, days. <laughs> um, we've been pretty obsessed with it, which is I, I I'm pretty excited for everything that's going to happen with this. 
I am pleased to announce that I finished writing all of season one last night. So yes. Um, so the new um, we uh, Grace is going to be writing all the scripts. I, I mean, I'm still coming up with ideas, but she is writing all the scripts and I'm editing all the episodes and running the website and emails and that kind of stuff. And she is running the Instagram as well as the Telenim. Um, but she's also writing all the scripts. So we have um, a good bit of this planned out, which is very exciting. Yes, we have. Hopefully, if we decide to keep it this long, we have at least, uh, I think, 11 seasons. Oh, yeah. Uh, if we keep the one with Strange Unexplainable Ruins, which would be season nine, if you guys would like to see that, let us know because we're still kind of wishy-washy on that one. Right. Um, so, uh, as always, don't forget to uh, check out the Instagram at Haunting Pod and the website, um, which is linked actually on the uh, Instagram as well. So, yeah, I believe that's it for today. Uh, don't forget to turn in next week. And remember, don't get dead. Don't get dead. Anyways, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. I'm Bye. waving. We are waving.